Hi, and welcome to Cameron's Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We hope you're blessed by today's message. So I'd like to, to open your Bible with me in Psalm 19. It's a very well-known psalm. Um, and the kids... Um, yeah, if you're free, to, you want to want to go around. Thank you, Margaret, and, and won't be long anyway. But uh, Psalm 19, verse seven to verse eleven. Uh, James wanted to put the NIV version. I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible, but you'll be able to follow slightly over there. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the person, the whole person. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. So the commandment of the Lord is pure and bright, enlightening the eyes. The reverent fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired than gold, even than much fine gold. They are sweeter also than honey and dripping from the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned or reminded, eliminated and instructed. And in keeping them, there is a great reward. Father, we want to... Thank you for this morning once again and for the privilege that we have to stand before your congregation to speak of your word. Let your powerful word invade our hearts and our minds and accomplish your purpose today for our lives and prepare us for tomorrow and for your coming. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the third message on God Speaks. We heard that uh, before that God speaks an unchanging message. And the message of God has always been His Son, Jesus Christ. The gospel of salvation is ready for us. And also God speaks through His creation, the world He created. Everything that he made. And today, I want to look at how God speaks through his word. God speaks both through his word and through his word. And as God speaks through his word, he makes clear his character, his nature, Mankind's character and nature and how man can be reconciled to God through God's Son, Jesus Christ. 
this word provides warning for disobedience and promises reward for obedience. It is conditional. But with the greatest reward being who? Rather than God himself. I think I've mentioned that here once, or maybe my previous message, Francis Bacon, the 15th century scientist, um, he was credited with developing the scientific method. You know those who study and know what scientific methods are. But he said there are two books laid before us to study. And the reason is to prevent us from falling into error. He said the first, the first one is the volume of the Holy Scripture, or the Scriptures, which reveal the will of God and the volume of the creation, which expresses His power, which you've seen last week. So in the last message series, we considered how God speaks through creation, and we saw all that. In today's message, I will... Uh, like to consider with you how God speaks through his word, the Bible. And many people want to discredit the Bible, the scripture. And especially when it comes to Genesis, uh, people try to make um, so difficult to understand. And one of, the, one of the schemes of the devil is he wants to discredit people or make people not believe in the Genesis because if you do not believe in the Genesis, the whole Bible has no meaning to you whatsoever. But when he cannot make you discredit or not believe in the Genesis, especially in the Christ, within the Christian uh, uh, um, realm, what, they, what the devil tried to do was to make you confused when you come to the book of Revelation. So you want to create many theories, many ideas, many, many scholars or, or, or scholastics, as, as we say, which is the, 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 the way of thought. But Paul tells us that God is the divine author of the whole scripture. It's right there in 2 Timothy 3.16. The whole scripture. Can you put that up for us, James? Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16. His scripture is God's revelation of himself and his plan of redemption which he accomplishes through Jesus Christ. And all scripture is God, brethren, and it is useful to teach, rebuke, correcting, and training in righteousness. How many of you need teaching? How many of you needs to be Oh, you need teaching in the Word of God? Wonderful. So do I. So then come and join us in our house group and our Bible studies. Is it just a first step for you? How many of us need rebuking? Hallelujah. I, I need rebuking every day. Huh? But how many of us lo love rebuking? Huh? Correcting. How many of us need correction? And training. Training in what? Righteousness. So we have Luke chapter 24, verse 25 to verse 27. 
it is shows where scripture reveals God himself and his plan of redemption which as we see accomplishes through Jesus Christ but let's look at this verse before we move on he said to them how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken that means the prophet have spoken the word of God did not Christ have to suffer these things and then enter to his glory? So in other words, he reveals the plan of salvation and accomplishes through Jesus Christ. So let's look together how God speaks through his word. First point I want to make here today is that God speaks to reveal his character and nature. And that's verse 7 and 9 of the psalm we just read. How can you see God's Character and nature. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. You know, God's special revelation of himself in his word is an incredible picture of his image, of his grace, of his character, of his attributes. We could not know God if he did not take the initiative to reveal himself through his word and through the words of the prophets that he used along history. He has taken such initiative and he has done so through his word. And I don't understand why somebody who says is a Christian and do not love the word of God. David uses several words to refer God's word. He says he uses law, he uses testimony, he uses precepts, he uses commandment, he uses fear and he uses rules. This all to do with the word of God. With each reference to God's word, David lists an accompanying characteristics. He says, it is what? It's perfect, is sure, is right, is pure, is clean, is enduring, is true and righteous. How can't you not love the word of God how can we as children of God who wants to know our father do not know his word because the word of God shapes us when Paul says do not be confirmed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind how do you renew your mind rather than put something there that it reveals who God is Finally, David lists effects of the God's words, you know. He says that it revives. It makes wise, brings rejoicing, and enlightens. It is important to remember that God's word is his revelation of himself to us. If you desire to know God and do not love to study the scripture, I think you need to reflect seriously about your desire to know God. How many of us want to know God? 
You cannot separate somebody from their words. Because the words are the expression of somebody. When you want to make yourself known, you want to make yourself explained, or you want to tell somebody what you desire, what you want, what your plans are, what you do, rather than use words. Even if you don't speak, you write your words, right? Somehow you make gesture to, to tell people what you want, what you need. That words, that means the words are the revelation of what you want or who you are. Are you with me? So this is how God is. God has revealed himself through his word to us. And then the, the apse of his revelation is right in John chapter 1 verse 1. And the word became flesh and the flesh and dwelled among us. You know, as such we do not worship the Bible, but rather we worship the one who gave it to us. You know, the reason the Bible is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, enduring, righteous, is because God is all of that. His revelation reveals, reflects, and it is consistent with his character and his nature. Do you want to know one of his, his character? One of his, his the attribute of God? God is merciful. God is loving. God is patient. If it wasn't, you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here myself. The reason we can become revived, wise, joyful, and enlightened by God's word is because it points us to the one who can accomplish those things in us. God does not give us life, wisdom, and joy as a gift outside himself. Are you following me here? God doesn't give you any of those things outside himself because he is all of that. He gives himself and we find all those things in him. You know, the intention of God is not to bless you so you can, or save you so you can avoid hell. No, God has saved you so you can know him better and become more like his son, Jesus Christ. It is the word of God that points us to God or to the God of the word. Who then completely satisfies our soul in himself. But let me ask you something. When you read God's word, do you marvel simply at the content of the book or at the one to whom it points? So every time you take this book to read, don't focus on the book itself. It may be look ugly as this one is. It's been well managed, thank God. But look at the one to whom this book points to. 
As you read the word of God this week, I'm going to challenge you. Ask yourself, what does this passage tell or show me about the character and the nature of the God I worship? Also, how does God want to use this passage of the scripture to revive me? To make me wise, to give me joy, to enlighten my spirit. We have, we, we have in the, 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 the house groups, and one of the challenges are, and we have a, a, a daily devotional that you take home with you. And on that daily devotional, it challenge, challenges you to see what God is speaking to you. How God is speaking to you. And how God is revealing himself to you in that passage. And what is your response to God? And what can you do now in the light of what you see who God is. And what he's speaking to you. What are you going to do about it? God's ultimate goal is to glorify himself by making us more like him. You know, as John Piper puts it, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Second point this morning for you is that God speaks to show that our desire should be for him. You know, the word of God should never be considered apart from the God of the word. Remember that the word of God can never be considered apart from the God of the word. God did not reveal himself in his word so that we might treat the book as our greatest treasure. That was not the reason. The reason was to reveal himself so he would become our greatest treasure. Instead, he gave his book so we might know how to regard and to worship him, how to revere him, how to, how to adore him as our greatest treasure. And then he, he gives us the, 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 the way to do it. He says we need to do it in his spirit and in truth. The reason God's word is more desirable than gold and sweeter than honey is because through it, God leads us to himself, the one who is permanently desirable and who alone is worthy of our adoration and our worship. The songs we sang here this morning are for him. Everything we do here from the start to the, to the finish, we do it for him. A growing love for the word of God should naturally lead us towards a, a you know towards a, a a growing love for the God of the Word. So that's what the intention of God's words is is to rebuke, is to instruct, is to teach. This does not mean the word of God itself is not valuable. That's not what I'm saying. It is valuable as a good gift from a good God. You know, it not only tells us about God, 
and what he is like, but it tells us also about ourselves and what we are like. Have you confronted yourself in front of this mirror to tell who you are and what you need to do? You know, this book warns us when we stray from God's standard holiness. It reminds us that obedience to God's word brings reward. The word of God in the means by which the spirit of God confronts the lost man with his sin and draws him to a restored relationship with God through Christ according to what Paul says in Romans chapter 10. You know, the word of God is also the means by which the spirit of God sanctifies sanctifies believers according to John 17, 17. Jesus said he already been cleansed by the word I have spoken to you. And he's calling us to walk in a greater obedience. But again, in all of, he, of these, this work, the word of God directs our desire to the God of the word. Let me ask you another question. We're coming to an end. Can you say with, this, with the psalmist, my soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times? Or again, your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. Ask God to give you a love for his word and strength to obey his word so that through it, God might cultivate a greater love in your heart for him. Let me tell you, how much do you think you love God? If Jesus would come to you like he came to Peter and ask you, do you love me? What would you answer him? You're going to, oh no, you know that I don't love you, right? Not as much as I should. How would your answer be if Jesus would come here this morning and ask you, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you know when you, you want to put honey on my lips, treat my kids well. That's good for everybody. I'm not asking you to do that. As he does, as he put that love in your heart, you will be challenged to live greater lives of obedience for his glory. Let me conclude. As we have seen, God speaks through his word, revealing his character nature. Through his word, he also shows that our desire should be for him. The word of God shows the lost men, however, that we do not live up to the demands of God's holy nature and that our desire is not for him or there is something that needs to be corrected in our lives. It brings the lost man face to face with, with his need to be reconciled with this holy God and shows how that can take place only by repentance and faith and faith in Jesus Christ, his son. 
So the word of God also points the believer to the God of the word. Bringing about a never depending love. Or sorry. A never deepening love for the God of the word. Who loved us first. Do you know why? Because he loves us first. Then we are able to love him. So I want to ask you this morning. And actually, I want to challenge you. You may, you may, sometimes you feel embarrassed when people ask you, um, how much do you know the Bible? How many of you are Christians here? How many of you have read the Bible? I, I don't want you to put your hands up. So how many of you have read the Bible at least once? Or how many of you have at least read one book or one letter? Oh, I have, I, I read the book, uh, I love the letter of Jude. Uh, Philemon. <laughs> yeah, but I have not read yet the Psalms, 150 chapters. But I'm not asking how much you have read about the Bible. I'm going to ask you how much you know about the God of the Bible. And how much you're willing to obey the God of the Word, as you read His Word. And what the, His Word tells you today. Let me tell you something that I was, I was at the back. You know, I like to stay at the back, not to see those who come late, but uh, um, I like to stay at the back because I, I, I like to pray for everybody here at the front. <laughs> and God put something in my heart. I, the, the picture that came to my mind that are somebody in tears through the night. I don't know who you are and how many tears you've been sharing this, you know, shedding these days. But the God of the Word has comfort for you in His Word. All you need to do is to find it. You know, sometimes we go through situations in our lives that there's nothing people say can help. Right? Not a prayer either. Well, ah, come and I'll pray with you. That's not going to help. Okay, prayer helps. I'm not saying prayer. Prayer works. I believe in the power of prayer. But at that moment, I, 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 I know if you remember the message I preached here some time ago. There are moments in your life it is a battle between you and God and God alone. And only you and God knows what's going on with you. And only God knows what, what kind of tears are you, uh, are you, are you just sharing these days. Only God knows the depth of your battle. But you will find comfort in his word. But also his words will tell you what you should do. Because the, the love of God is unconditional for those who are God's. Although God spread his mercy of everybody. Everyone. Because the son comes up upon the just and the unjust. And God, love is available to everybody, but not everyone wants it. Not everyone comes and accepts it or desires it. But God gives you an opportunity to do so. But if you do not do it, that's between you, but also then you know what the consequences is. If you really know the scripture. But what, I'm, what I want to say to you this morning, those one or two person here in this place who've been crying 
is that the word of God is comforting. You see what we read? It revives. And also will make you wise so you know what to do, so you will stop crying for that reason. You may be crying of joy. Have you cried so happy that you cried? Yes. I saw Jim crying today because he was happy. He's happy because the man in the middle of the cross told him that he was allowed to come here and participate of his table. That's what, the, that's what Jesus is telling you. Whatever your situation is, putting an end to your life is not the solution. Trust me. God has something special for you this morning. And His comfort is in His Word. And I'll pray with you. As I said, I don't know how deep the pain is for you. I would be able to actually point. But is that between you and God? Only you and God. But I'm going to ask you that you will now close your eyes and then you speak to God, the God of the Word, and tell God, give me a word. And the word God has given you this morning that His precepts or His commandments or His rules or whatever David explains what the word is will revive you, will make you wise. Father, I want to thank you for this morning, once again. Thanks for listening. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. If you want more information about Camrose Baptist Church, visit our website, www.camrosebc.org.uk. Follow us on Instagram at Camrose Baptist Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Camrose Baptist Church Edgeware.